0: This choircast podcast episode is brought to you by This Is Not Church Podcast and the letter F. And you. (laughs) If you've made it this far, my name is Nat Turney, my brother John Turney, and I co-host. This is Not Church, the podcast. And this is sadly the level of discourse that you can expect to find if you tune in every Monday when we drop new episodes. But all joking aside, John and I see this as as an opportunity for us to address issues that we don't think are addressed nearly enough inside of evangelicalism. So LGBTQIA plus issues, BIPOC issues, social justice issues. We like to talk to a broad variety and range of people and really try to find places of commonality for everybody. So check out the podcast. Every Monday, our episodes drop. Wherever you stream podcasts, you can find us. Remember, this is not church. And to that, John says, peace. Welcome to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer an evangelical, with your hosts, authors Keith Giles and Matthew J. DiStefano. ready to get outrageous?
1: Uh, I am already outraged. I'm that's so good. outraged. <laughs> so outraged. <laughs> but I'm going to say real quick, um, uh, I, I do, I, I really dig our theme song, by the way. I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, that's it's a, a rocking tune. I, it's rocking, man. That that fuzzy, thick, distorted kind of... I, I, I like bah, that bah, distorted bass. It's sweet.
0: Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and theys. What does what uh, Shonda say? Heroes, sheroes, and theyros?
1: Uh does she say that? Okay.
0: Yeah, on her yeah. Um well welcome back. This is not Heretic Happy Hour. Fuck that show. This is Apostates Anonymous. (laughs) The flagship show of Choircast Network.
1: That's right. And we are the what are we, the second in command of uh of the ship? I don't
0: know. So who would be the first?
1: Heretic Happy Hour. You said they're the flagship. We're the flagship. Oh, I'm sorry. We're okay. Sure. No, come on. No, everybody knows. Look. Here's the, here, here's how you know that isn't true. Um, we met On this show, we mentioned Heretic Happy Hour. Heretic Happy Hour never mentions Apostates Anonymous. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, man. Shots fired. Yeah, that's true. True. Yeah. So ain't, ain't no one listening to this shit. Um, <laughs> how are you today? It's been Since we've made the announcement that uh, us two yahoos are running Choir Publishing, it has been hectic. No kidding. Like every day I have to say, well, what do you have today, honey? I don't know, like recordings, business meetings, yeah, fucking talking to authors and shit, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yes, oh my gosh, it's nonstop, dude, it really right. is i'm I'm getting a little scared, um that this choir thing is gonna overwhelm me and uh and the thing what scares me the most is about like I still want to be a writer and an author, right you know? and i've I got right. a couple of ideas for books that I'm hoping to somehow find time to write, but uh I haven't yet, I haven't found that time yet.
0: Well, what what I'm hoping for is that this is all just catch up. And once we yeah. are like, once we have things going, that it's going to slow down and my Tolkien book will come out. My follow up to Heretic will come out. I have this, um, I'll say it uh, here. I don't think I've announced it. I have this satirical book written by oh, yeah. Um, a a gay man who was able to pray the gay away. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's so obvious from the writing style that he certainly <laughs> that he hasn't. <laughs> hasn't. He
1: hasn't. Yes, of course.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. I've got like probably like
1: three books that could, well, maybe no four that could be my next book, but um, yeah. but when, right? When do I have time? When? But you know what? <clears throat> it's still it's still fun though. I mean, we're it's having fun. a lot of fun. I mean, um, a lot of fun. Uh, and, and no spoilers or anything, I think at this point, but- we have some great things to announce with choir that already that that things that have been happening that'll, uh, show up next year, but new authors, Mm -hmm. new books, um, new partnerships. I mean, there's some really amazing stuff on the horizon. I'm I'm super excited about it. I think choir, I think you and I've been saying this to each other, you know, privately that 2023 choir is going to explode. It's just going to be probably the best year ever.
0: true. Explode positively or yes, or, I hope or, we don't drive this into in the ditch, a, right?
1: Or blow or off the road, but I think we won't. I mean, if, if I even know. half the stuff that we were planning actually works, I think we're doing great. And here's the thing, too the other way you know it, because we were also just talking about this a second ago, you know, the last couple of um, books that have come out with choir, I mean, they've been hitting number one within a day or the same day or the next day in their category. The choir authors are like really. Um, they they're performing great. They're doing everything right. Um they they're putting, you know, we have great books, we're publishing these great books by these authors, but those books are finding their audience and I think that's pretty exciting.
0: Well, shout out to uh shout out to Daryl Epp. Yeah. Shout out to Dan Henderson. That's right. Eric English coming up. Eric English will uh, drop on the same day this episode drops. So that's his right. Book, there you go. go. Go
1: grab it. on enlightenment. Go pick it up. Uh, and then um,
0: collaboration with Jason and Brandy Elam. Parenting deconstructed comes out right. the seventeenth. Great motherfucker. Great. We got Brian Woodson, Purple End coming out in December. That's Keith, right. you have a a doorstop coming out sometime <laughs> this. Year? I have a
1: I have a wonderful doorstop,
0: customizable doorstop.
1: <laughs> It'll only be like probably two hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, it's like a. The plan is to put out a uh, hardback, massive collection of all seven unbooks books in a single volume. I would be surprised if we sell any of these things. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, you're going to sell some. There's always like – I know. When you put out like a novelty like that or like a yeah. collector's edition, there's always like 30 to 50 or 100 people who buy it. There you and go. That's, what, that's what I found.
1: That's right. And, and then you'll fine. never sell you,
0: anymore. Yeah. Well, and that's fine because – That's fine, yeah. You already wrote this. I know there's some work going into it, and I thank God I'm not designing that book. I oh, think yeah. Ralph is, right? Yes, Ralph is
1: on that. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I would say no, uh, Keith. <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm not publishing a 900-page book.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> but no, uh, I mean, it, it, it weighs it about exciting, 200 though, pounds. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. It's just going to look ridiculous on your bookshelf it is. There. It's going, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Strap your shelves to the wall, my friend. Yes. Um, Anyway, yeah, we got a we got a good show for you today. Let's let's uh, we've been bullshitting for a few minutes here. We have some. We're going to talk about outrage and outrage culture within Christianity. But first, I noticed you have a nice beard. I don't. So maybe our sponsor will talk me into it. Convince me. I think this ad might convince you.
1: Yeah, I think this ad might convince you, Matt, that you need to seriously consider growing some facial hair.
0: All right, let's get into it.
2: Hi, my name is Gabe Armstrong, founder of Theobeards.com. And if you're like me, you're disgusted by all those mamby-pamby girly men running around this church wearing skinny jeans, pastel t-shirts, and Crocs every Sunday morning. God's word is clear, friends, that real biblical men have real biblical beards. You think Jesus shaved every morning? Of course not, because biblical men have biblical beards the way God intended Abraham, Moses, Esau, Solomon, hell, every damn one of those fisherman disciples Jesus chose had one thing in common, a big ass beard. It's time Christian men started standing up for real biblical manhood again. Whether your beard is a wild man, gladiator, fisherman, or rabbi, your beard is your bond. Long, short, full, or trimmed, every beard deserves the biblical Theo Beard Treatment. That's why I created Theobeards.com, where real biblical men can find real beard products created in the Holy Land. Our biblical beard grooming ointment uses real olive oil sourced from the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem, and our wide assortment of combs and beard brushes are made of authentic olive wood grown on the West Bank, where Jesus himself once brushed his beard under the shade of a sycamore tree. God doesn't have time for a bitch-ass malakoy sissy with a clean shave. Grow your beard like a real biblical Theo bro who's not afraid to crush snowflakes and storm the Capitol for God, guts, and freedom. Visit TheoBeards.com today and get 50% off your first order using the promo code BEARDMEBRO today. Yeah. I've am so i never been more proud to have a beard than I am right
0: now. <laughs> That's my favorite one. It's so stupid. It's so good. Uh, it's so and I good. have to
1: say... Uh, like shockingly, like many of our sponsors based on something totally true, a very real company that I was scrolling through Facebook one day and I had to stop and I saw this ad and I was like, is this for real? And I, I I clicked on it and I'm reading their website and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is too good. I can't believe this isn't a joke. And, uh, so I, I had to do my version of it. So.
0: Whew. That, um. I'm impressed by the uh, the vocal range that you have because there were so many there were so many alliterations, a lot of Bs, uh-huh. and like the you had the groveliness in the That's voice. That's right, you got to talk like yeah, and you almost spit up by the end where you were talking this fast and you were... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, uh, uh, there is a version of that commercial where I didn't make it. Uh, I, I started laughing. And that was, that was I, my
0: favorite thing. Yeah. I
1: I so I shared that on my Patreon page for my, my followers because I was like, this is hilarious. I'm glad I saved it because I was like, oh, this. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: You, I mean, out, there's nothing better than a good outtake.
1: It's actually great when you can make yourself laugh. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. you're doing something and you can't get through it because you're just laughing. I'll, I'll give
0: it to you. That was, that was as good as the... Um the existential crisis that April of joy was bringing like the, the the level of satire. Oh, thank you. I think think you're right there.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, you know, the more we do these, I think the better we get at them. So
0: yeah. 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 All right. Well, moving on to, I guess the secondary portion after the ad. um, (sighs) Yeah.
1: Cause you know, most people click off right about now. They're like, okay, see you next. See you next time.
0: I'm off to order my Theo beard. Beard me, bro. Beard Use me the bro. promo code. Beard me, bro. Yeah, beard me, bro. All right. Well, I um as always we, we plan this show about fifteen minutes in advance. Actually <laughs> fifteen minutes before interviewing Brad Jerzak for that other show that we do.
1: Yeah. Like, hey, what um, are we talking about? Like, I don't know.
0: What are we talking about? And I was just like, first thing that popped into my head as is the uh kind of the the, the Christian culture, the outrage culture. Yep. And the more I think about all the things that they're upset with, the more I realize that none of it impacts them. And I find find that interesting that we're just – and it's not like things – it's not like you shouldn't be outraged about something that doesn't impact you directly. Like there are certain things that you should. uh, Let's say – if you're a white person, racism. If you're right. a straight person, homophobia. Mm-hmm. But the things that they're outraged about on the right is like literally things that don't—they're not real things.
1: Right, right. <laughs> I mean, like
0: the boogeyman under the under the under the bed or in the closet.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, you're right. I mean, I think it's that's really fascinating that I think I think Christians actually, I would say. I think Christians should be outraged. I I think if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus, there's plenty of stuff in the world for you to be genuinely outraged about and motivated enough to not just like post a rant on your blog or YouTube or TikTok or whatever, but to actually then like, you know, become a, a vocal activist, right? Like injustice and suffering and violence and, uh, you know, just, yeah, man, there's plenty of stuff to be genuinely outraged about. But as you said, the things that they're instead that they're outraged about are mostly nothing or just stupid things like that have nothing to do with anything. Like why? I understand you being like reading a news story and saying like, oh, they're, they're, you know, Disney's recasting Ariel uh, in their live action Little Mermaid and she's it's a black woman. I can see you going like, maybe, huh, that's interesting. Or, oh, well, whatever. Maybe they're, or you think, oh, they're pandering to blah, 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 whatever. Okay. But so what? Like, wh- how, why do you care? Why does that matter to you? You know, like, oh, whatever. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, the, all that, all this stuff, like, they were upset about the Mr. Potato Head thing.
0: <laughs> Where was I mean, just they're just no the stupidest thing. They dropped the Mr
1: yes yes yeah the, uh, uh
0: the um tucker carlson yes uh, about being upset about like the the m&ms are less sexy
1: exactly For, like, you're, you're doing, doing a whole show a yeah. whole show yeah on the fact that m&ms you know aren't drop uh, the stilettos. sexually they're not sexually <laughs> appealing to you anymore what
0: yeah. it's oh bizarre it's, it's bizarre and i and i wonder what that I mean, I think a part of it is that they like politically they don't they don't like stand for everything. They just say no to everything and get outraged. So, so I think without without having something to fight against, they don't right. really have much. No, like, they're you're- not putting they're not putting forth policy. They're not putting forth ideas. They're just saying like, ah, there's a black hobbit on the loose. Like, <laughs> oh God, yes, geez, there you go. Right. That was that was
1: the other one, the black hobbits which you can speak to a lot more, but no, you make a good point. I think, I think this is, this is definitely a big part of it. Um, so much of evangelical Christianity, especially in America, tends to define itself on what it's against, Mm -hmm. right? We're against this and we don't like that. And we don't appreciate this. And we don't think this is a good idea. And this is bad. And this isn't good. Everything from, you know, how, kids are dressing in school to um you know what tv shows you're watching harry potter i remember back when harry potter was popular a bunch of christians were freaking out about that were against harry potter um there was a book called jesus calling there was like a devotional book that was out and someone gave me a copy i didn't even buy it someone gave me a copy of it and uh and it was on my shelf and somebody was visiting my house or a house church actually And we're so offended that I had a copy of that book on my shelf and I was like, why? Right? So it's all about, I'm against this. I'm against Jesus calling. I'm against the shack. I'm against all these things, like everything that they're, they define themselves by what they're against, Exactly. which I think is one of the reasons why they're, you know, people are leaving people, young people have no interest, you know, in, in being a part of this church movement anymore because it's like, tell me what you're for. Like, what do you care yeah. about, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's always what you're against. And and the things you're against are usually really stupid things like to be against.
0: Yeah, it, I just, I, I've been asking people if I come across them like that are against wokeism or this and that. And I, I just ask them, in what practical way has your life been negatively impacted by the things you're railing against? Right. And they never have an actual answer. No. That's what's just so perplexing to me. It's like, you can – who's getting like even cancel culture? Who's getting canceled? Like <laughs> Aziz has specials on Net, on Netflix still. Like Dave Chappelle still has specials on. I mean, people are isn't and isn't this what you want? They're all free market capitalists yes. and then the free the so-called free market people make decisions mm-hmm. that they don't support these companies anymore, which is what you've always been advocating for. Right, exactly. It's like they don't underst- they, they they want so much Like, freedom without consequences, but that's never been a thing.
1: Right. Oh, no. See, you're right. See, this is the other thing that I I think people don't understand is that, yes, you have freedom of speech. Of course you do. I mean, just try it out. Go to Twitter. Go to Facebook. Post any damn thing you want. You have the right to do that. But when there are consequences to that and you suffer those consequences, it doesn't mean – Oh, uh, we're infringing on your right to free speech. No, You're now a
0: persecuted people. Right?
1: Yeah, you used your your freedom of speech, which you still have, and no one. Again, you can still talk, but there are consequences. Now, yes, there are some social media platforms that, if you post nonsense about COVID, um, you know that it's some plot by Fauci to kill old people or something. Yeah, they're going to probably delete that tweet because it's bullshit. And you're spreading misinformation that could actually hurt or kill people. All right. So, yeah. Or or if you post, you know, like Kanye West and you're posting hateful, anti-Semitic things on your social media. Yeah, we might pull that down. Or, and or you might lose a billion dollars overnight because your shoe company endorsement says, yeah, uh, we're done.
0: Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, then- the, it, it's – yeah, it's – they, they really don't have much uh, – to to really stand on, and that's that's why I asked that question. How have you been impacted by a Black Hobbit? Like, how have you been impacted even by they use transgenderism as if it's an ism? Like, right. if you're if you're not, you no one's making you become transgender. No one's making you. No, you're not. If you have to use the term they them, right? Like, who the fuck cares? Do your best. Someone right. asked you to do that. Do your best. Right. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, are you serious? Like, if that outrages you, where, where are you when, when black people are being killed by cops? Where are you right. when actually outrageous things happen? You, you nowhere. Crickets. Right.
1: No, exactly. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about, you said about like the trans, transgenderism thing. And I have some friends who are, who will literally have told me, you know, they have a family member who's transgender and, um, you know, they refuse to call them by the new name. Right. Mm. So, you know, um, her name is Jesse and she wants me to call her Jason. I refuse to do that. That's right. not who she is. It's like, okay, right. first of all, it's not your job to tell her who she is or who, or who he right. is. Um, and this whole thing about, Oh, it's stupid. I won't do it. Here's the thing though. You do it all the time, all the time. right? All the time. Do you ever watch a movie uh, like an? If you watch an old Western, and and you, and I say who's the star of the Western? and you say John Wayne. That's not his real name, that's a fake name. He he he. It's a stage name. He made that up. His that's not his real. His name is Marion something. I can't remember his last name. Um. Or, uh, what was the other one I was thinking of? That was another one. Um,
0: but we always use they them in the singular. Anyway, Marilyn
1: Monroe. That's not her real name, but you say right. Marilyn Monroe all the time. It's Norma Jean. But it, no use right. but you so you can do it. You do it all the time.
0: You do it all the time. And you
1: don't feel offended by it. Oh, I can't Norma Jean is her real name. I refuse to say Marilyn Monroe. What what what? Why are you getting upset about that? That's just a dumb thing. And then the obviously the point is you will do it in certain places in cases, and other places you won't. So you're selective about this. Mm-hmm. And if you are selective about it, then you should ask yourself a question, why? Right? Why is it in these cases it's okay, in other cases it's not okay, right? it yeah. it's just it's transphobic it is oh, no exactly that's what they won't admit
0: they won't it's because you're transphobic just
1: admitted, and, and yeah so if you don't know why ask yourself why but uh, here, here's the answer I'll it's cuz you you're right? transphobic yes yeah. <laughs> right that's that's why you're that's why you're offended <laughs> yeah. by this but not by that
0: right yeah oh man the the pronoun thing is so funny to me so I mean, funny. I, have you seen have you seen the one where um said something about like the, the, <laughs> it was a candidate for governor maybe Republican, said, there are no pronouns in the Constitution.
1: And then what's the first line? We, the people. <laughs> or my pronouns
0: are saved. My pronouns are Christian. It's like, oh, my God. How, uh, how has education failed you so much? Those aren't pronouns, dumbass. Right. Yes, of course. But you know that. You know that.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, even to the point of like, you know, I've had friends – Who, um, so it's funny, I don't know about you, but I've had several friends over my lifetime, not, not like recently, but, um, who have changed their name, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, the first time it happened, I had a good friend in college, his name was Lee Hammer. What a name. And he was, he was in a rock band too. Like, dude, it was, I thought that's the perfect name for a bass player, lead singer in a rock band, Lee Hammer. Right. And then a few years later, he changed his name to Davis because he, the Hammer was his father's name. His father, you know, wasn't really part of his life. His mother raised him. Her, her name was Davis, so he changed it to Davis. So guess what? I started calling him Lee Davis, right? Sure. I've had friends. I had another friend. Um, well, one of my best friends from junior high, um, and he's, he was the best man at my wedding. I was the best man at his wedding. We're still friends today. He actually is, by the way, he's the guy who did the cartoon logos for Heretic Happy Hour. Uh, the, the, uh, caricatures of all, all the, all the co-hosts, right? His name is Leto. Well, I call him Leto. I've called him Leto since junior high. His real name is Paul, right? But Mm. I'm not offended by that. I call him Leto. And if he said to me, Keith, you know what? That's, that's my childhood nickname. I know you've called me that since we were kids, but you know what? My name is Paul. Could you just call me Paul? I would be like, sure. I wouldn't refuse to call him by whatever he wanted me to call him by, Right. So if you if you are somebody who's like oh no I can't do that that's not their real name yeah you have a deeper problem that you need to You have a to,
0: deeper problem and yeah. it's a different kind of christianity than even it I was raised it. in and I have all I have a plenty of complaints about the christianity I grew up in but there were there are some things that when I think about it like christians were at least in my experience more empathetic yeah. less outraged by this stuff more I don't even want to say tolerant, but just quieter about things. Like they, yeah, like they tread lightly. They they weren't going around being. I mean, it's like it's like Christianity seems so angry by things. It's like your focus, their focus is so much on culture wars that I was like, w- you guys don't even like think about Jesus. It's Jesus become like the opening act or yeah. kind of like a a side project. But the main project is what is a woman? I'm going to go make a documentary and yeah. like, what the fuck, dude? Like, who, who the fuck? Like, how are you interesting? You're not interesting. Like, these aren't yeah. even issues that that deal with. Like, who cares how people define what a woman is? It doesn't right. affect you. It doesn't. It doesn't impact you at all. Who right. cares if 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 uh, that debunked story about a school that let um, like had a kitty litter box because someone oh, yes. identified as a kitty cat.
1: That keeps, they keep repeating that bullshit. even even if it were
0: true, it doesn't, how the fuck does it, why does it take so much of your emotional and mental and spiritual energy to even give a fuck about that? Like, I'm just curious about your boring ass life. Like (laughs) I'm too fucking busy for that shit, man.
1: Okay. But, but can I just say too, again, that just, just to be clear, the story about the school and the kids pretending to be cats and using the litter box is bullshit. It was made up. It's not true. Okay. So now that I've said that, let's just now, now I want to say this. When I was a little kid, I pretended to be all kinds of things, right? I pretended Mm -hmm. to be a cowboy. I pretended to be captain Kirk. I pretended to be James West from the wild, wild West show. I pretended to be all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Like your kids you can pretend to be whatever you want. You're you're a freaking kid. Leave them alone. Why is it shocking to you that okay, even if that did happen, even if even there it. was a school, an elementary school and the teacher said, "Hey kids, let's all just pretend to be whatever we want to be," right? So shit and, box. and some yeah. <laughs> and some kids are like, "I want to be a kitty cat. Meow meow." Okay. So what? What's the harm? What damage has been done? Now now the one I've heard I've actually heard this from real people that I've talked to who have told me that they, they oh no this is real I've heard this um it is supposedly a story about how school teachers are taking their you know elementary age uh, I I guess and younger preschool age kids to, for um like uh surgery like gender gender surgery and I'm like no, that's no that's not no, that's not, there's no, no way that's doctor happening. on the planet is <laughs> no going way. to dare do a surgery on a kid no. with their parent not in the room <laughs> no like that,
0: what that ain't happening
1: that's bullshit, but they're like oh no no i I heard it I heard it. I, I know it it's true uh no, that's also bullshit <laughs> that's never yeah. happened that won't that's happen
0: bullshit. dude i'll I'll take your kids pretend and one step further if you don't think that when i'm gardening or i'm walking through a forest that i'm not a hobbit you got me fucked up like yeah. a part of me always like when i'm gardening at a gar- like a part of me is imagining that i am in <laughs> bag end gardening vegetables like samwise sure. we all do this kind of shit like if yes we still do it at, like if you sit down and you're playing your guitar you you yeah. you're like i'm a fucking rock star i mean you pretend yeah. you, sing, you sing along you want I bet most of us, if we sing to the radio or or music or YouTube or Spotify, or whatever, do we sing in our normal voice? Or sometimes, if, if someone comes like on, the if we on the sing. We try to do our best impression of the person on the radio. Of like course, we all fucking do the shit. So why the fuck, even if it were happening, it doesn't. I, I it was Michael Moore, even like the who who said, uh, if you don't like gay married, don't get gay. If you don't like gay marriage, don't get gay married. <laughs> Right. If you're not a cat, don't shit in a litter box. That's right. <laughs> if someone else does, unless it's a health violation, right. it doesn't fucking matter.
1: Right. Yes, exactly. Oh, no, that's a great point about uh, like the music and stuff, because like, um, I'm not as much anymore, but for a while there, I was pretty obsessed with U2. And um, I own, I think I have every live DVD concert they've ever recorded. And you know, when I play that in that around the house and I'm cranking it up, oh yeah, am I Bono? You're yes. Bono
0: every fucking time. And then and
1: then when the guitar solo comes up, I'm the edge too. Right. Yeah. Because or or maybe there's a really great drum part, you know, I'm the drummer. So mm-hmm. of of course we all do that, but it's again, it's there's no danger or harm. And who yeah. would be offended? Can you imagine someone going, Oh, Keith, you you're trying to be Bono. Yeah, so what?
0: <laughs> yeah. That's
1: right. Oh, it's so dumb. Yeah, and again, don't. like I said, the things that they should be outraged about, they're no. silent, dead no. silent. Because like, those
0: are those are the hard things. That's yeah. the stuff you have to do the work on, though, and it's yeah. a lot of work. Social justice, black justice, queer justice. Well, it costs you something, stuff.
1: right? Here is the point: the reason why most people don't is that even if they are personally outraged, right? So let's say they they see a a, a news clip about a white. Police officer shooting a black man in the back, or like Ahmaud Aubrey, or some of these things where, you know, white guys are shooting black people in their neighborhood just because they are suspecting them of some kind of bullshit or whatever. So let's suppose you see that and you're, and you are outraged and heartbroken, right? But you won't say it out loud. But why not? Because you know, if I post something, if I say, I'm going to get so much shit from people, like from my followers and my friends who are like, oh, now you're all black lives matter. And oh, look at you trying to be political and look at you. And so, you know, that if you do that, you're drawing a line in the sand and you're saying, I think this is wrong and I don't care uh, if somebody, and one of my friends drops me or or blocks me or gets upset that I've said something that I think, Hey, this is not right. This is wrong. Mm -hmm. And and that's why most people are, they don't want to rock the boat. Right. And maybe that's why there's so much outrage about bullshit. Like we're talking about because you know what I mean? You you express outrage about something stupid like oh there's black um hobbits or whatever. There's probably a low bar for your friends list unfollowing you because you didn't you don't like the fact that the hobbits, you know, are uh are woke or whatever. <laughs>
0: woke. Well, which I which I'll I'll say it's if they knew hobbit lore, if they knew Middle Earth, they would realize that those types of hobbits as described by Tolkien, were darker skinned. Which yeah, Sam I didn't know was, that. I didn't know. Sam that. was from one of them, so they should have been outraged if they're all about like
1: the, accuracy. You
0: know, accuracy of the source material. Sam should have been black or brown in Peter Jackson's movies, and not. I I, I love the actor. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Um, no oh, matter he what brave. he plays in, even if oh. he's in Stranger Things, uh, he's still Sam. Yes. But they should have been outraged then because it should have been a darker ha- hobbit because uh harfoots were darker skinned so
1: yeah so I think maybe, maybe they're
0: just racist i don't know uh,
1: maybe they're just yeah maybe they're just so, racist i mean there a is spoke. a level of where you know the lord of the rings movies i love them i and, and i and that's my only i've never read the novels i'm sorry <clears throat> i've never read tolkien so um so my only experience with lord of the rings i'm guessing most of the people Who are freaked out are probably like me in that sense that the their only understanding of Lord of the Rings is the movies and in the movies by the way those are very white movies Uh, is can you is there anybody in that movie that's not white I don't think there is anybody in that movie that is not a white man or a woman they're all white people so so then when the TV series comes out yeah yeah, well
0: that's where there's orcs
1: orcs don't really yeah they don't really have a uh, racial identity but um but you know what I mean? So you go from this this trilogy of all white, celebrating white culture, and then you have a TV series where all of a sudden it's integrated, and you're like, whoa, there's different races and stuff. Then then you could be like just a knee-jerk reaction of, oh, what, are they, what have they done to Lord of the Rings here? Oh my gosh, look what they're doing, you know? Um, but I've seen the same thing with Star Trek too, which is really funny because Star Trek has from the beginning actually been groundbreaking when it comes to things like that. Like the one of the first interracial kisses was Kirk and Uhura on one of the episodes of star Trek. Right. So they, in fact, star Trek has always been as a TV series, something that has been pushing the boundaries or doing shows, talking about homophobia or patriarchy or, um, racism, uh, all that kind of stuff, which one of the things I love about the show. But then there's people now, because, you know, the shows keep going. And then they'll and then they'll complain like, "Oh, when did Star Trek get woke? Like, where have you been? It's From always been that way.
0: <laughs> it's not
1: new at all." Um, so I don't know, man. And who th- th- cares? And who well,
0: cares? Like, I, yeah, I, I have my critiques of certain things within the quote unquote woke. Call. I think I think oppressed groups, historically oppressed groups, are props in some corporatism. So, like, as someone who is part of the LGBTQ community, I'm kind of grossed out by all the LGBTQ swag in June. Like, I'm just like, oh, get this corporate, corporatist bullshit. Like, like you weren't there, you weren't <laughs> like, there when it wasn't cool. Now you're making money on it. It's, a, so market. I, I, it's a market. It's become a market now. Yeah, I have my critiques of it. I like the that there's exposure and normal we're normalizing things, but at the same time, my my bullshit meter goes off a little bit. When I'm yep. like, uh, y'all are pandering, you know you oh, can yeah. make a quick buck on it because it's cool now, but y'all weren't back you you weren't you weren't standing with LGBTQ people when it wasn't right um but that's not what the right is critiquing very often that no. their critique is just out it's just outrage. It's not like a solid critique. Everything can be critiqued except for right. the show but right. um but that's not what they're doing. They're just getting pissed off and kind of showing they're, they're saying the quiet parts out loud.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, that's exactly right. And I think, you know, part of also the backlash that I um, – the comments that I've heard from people, like real people that I know, some of them I'm related to, just just dun, full disclosure.
0: Dun, dun. Um,
1: complaining about things like, you know, like you're watching TV and, and a commercial comes on for something or you're flipping through the channels and it's like – Oh, there's that show where they have a, you know, the game, the, the gay couple in there, like right? Modern family or something. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, oh, they're just trying to push this on every, they're pushing this on us. Right. <laughs> and they said the same thing when, you know, there were, there were black people showing up on all the shows. Like, there's always gotta be a black character. There's always gotta be an, or an interracial marriage or there's always gotta be, yeah, they're pushing this on us. Like, look, they're not pushing it on you. What they're finally doing is acknowledging that these people exist.
0: In the okay, world
1: that we all live in, that yep. this is not weird or strange or novel in any way. If you walk, out, go outside, walk around, meet other people, and you're going to meet a few people that are gay. You're going to meet some transgender people. You're going to meet some interracial marriage, you know, people that are married to people of other races. It's normal. And that's mm-hmm. what they're trying to reflect. What's screwed up and wrong. And and um, unreal, right? What's fake is the TV that you used to watch. That it was all white people. Everybody was white. Everybody, you know, that you didn't see. Even anything. the brown people were
0: played by white people. <laughs> yes,
1: many times the brown people were. Yes, exactly. So that's what's unusual. And you know, it's one of those things too, where you know, as a as a as a white man raised by white people. Um, You know, a lot of these things you're oblivious to, you know, I can remember the first time somebody showed me, just pointed out to me, and it was a a friend of mine who's a person of color. And we were having a conversation and, um, they pointed out something that I would have never even thought about. It never would have occurred to me. They said, just walk, go to, go to the next time you're at the grocery store or Walmart, whatever, go into the beauty aisle. Or, or, you know, like the, and, and walk down the aisle of like the hair color, uh, Mm -hmm. boxes and try to find someone of color. Now, now it's changed. This is like 10 years ago, but so, but now you will see maybe a model on the cover of a product that's maybe black or maybe Asian or something like that. Um, but back then when they told me that it was like. Then I started noticing. So when they pointed that out to me, like notice how all of the people on the covers of, of the boxes in the store look like you, Keith, mm-hmm. and they don't mm-hmm. look like me. And what that says to me in a very subconscious way is this store doesn't sell products for you. Um, these companies and brands don't really acknowledge you or care about you. You can buy it if you want, but it's we're not marketing it to you. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're almost specifically making sure that people who look like you aren't on the cover of that cereal box they're not on the they're not, not on the front of that
0: mm-hmm.
1: whatever product it is, right everything from band aids to hair color to you know whatever
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um and then you start noticing it you know again now it's now it is starting to get better, but about ten years ago when my when my friend was pointing this out to me, it was like I would watch television differently, I would start noticing the commercials, everybody was flipping white, everybody mm-hmm. and I'm actually now glad. That when I watch an ad, that there's a gay couple, that there's an interracial couple, that there are, or even the whole ad, there isn't any white person at all, right? There's a lot of Mm -hmm. a lot of commercials. They'll just show average people. It'll be an ad for a fast food restaurant or something, and there's not a white person in the ad. I'm like, awesome, that's great, right? But it's also, so what this is, I think that's good. I mean, this is a transition I see that we're making. That's good, but. Uh, of course, white people are only noticing it now that it's changing, right? And and yeah. and that it doesn't include them, and then that is a little scary, right? No. That makes them nervous. Like, oh, oh shit, we're not on top, we're not in control anymore. It's not about, yeah. it's not all about me anymore, right? I got to make some room for these people that are not like me. That they're not straight, yeah. they're not white, they're not Christian.
0: Well, and and they get they yeah they're afraid. That's why they That's why they have things like replacement theory. Like, oh, now that we see any sort of equity and equality and uh, that we're not the on-top power um, my majority that we used yep. to be, so yep. therefore they're going to replace us and get rid of us. And it's like, oh, it has to be one or the other, huh? It can't just be like yes. we truly have a melting pot where everyone's equal. That's so right. It can't me that.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. And see, that's exactly – I was going to say exactly that. Um, the fear is – it reminds me of – Uh, if you've ever watched a documentary or or just followed the history of apartheid in South Africa, right. Mm -hmm. Um, When Nelson Mandela, a black man is a less uh, elected, I don't know if it was president or prime minister or whatever, but anyway, he he basically went from prison to being, uh, you know, in charge of this country that used to oppress people that look like him. Right. And then he and Bishop Tutu are people kind of now in power and helping, you know, to, to be the voices of, of the government of the country the fear that the white people had and th- this was ex- this was said out loud this was expressed directly to Nelson Mandela and Bishop Tutu and people like that by the white people who used to be in power who were now sort of having to share that what they said was we're afraid that you will treat us the way we treated you uh, and the beautiful right the beautiful thing was that they didn't that they responded actually with compassion and love and forgiveness. My gosh, there's a, there's a whole forgiveness campaign that Bishop Tutu w- oversaw where they did, they did a series of trials after apartheid where they brought people up and put them on television and put them under oath in, in, a, in a court. And people confessed to the crimes, that either that they as white people in power committed against black people or black people testifying about the suffering that they endured by those white people. Um, and there was forgiveness. There was a the acknowledgement of the pain, acknowledgement of of what happened, but the 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 goal was reconciliation. The goal was like, okay, it happened, it was horrible, it was wrong, but we're not gonna do this again. And we're not gonna we're not gonna turn around and do to them what they did to us, right? We're we're seeking after uh the world we want to live in, which is what the, we wanted all along, which was just to share this together. And that's kind of the assumption I think that white American Christians have right now they they're realizing that they are soon to be the minority and their fear is oh shit they're going to treat us the way we treated them and um but I don't think that's going to happen I think what they're going to realize is oh we can share this you know it doesn't have to be well, I'm in charge and you know
0: And the you have natural no voice. the natural like assumption from that is that what we're saying all along is true. Like systemic racism and that stuff exists. Um, the critical race theory that they're not teaching in—yeah,
1: in <laughs> no one is teaching in public like in yeah graduate school
0: level. No, nope, not universities. Happening. That yes. that there is truth in that, and and that that fear that they have of being replaced is kind of evidence that what we're saying about it is right. This has been around for a long time. People have been treated and continue to be treated poorly. Uh, The rules and systems in place benefit certain people and don't benefit others. And those things, um, the things you're afraid of, of having been flipped back on you, is kind of the evidence that, okay, those things are around. Now, I think you're right. I don't think the marginalized groups, I mean, we do have a history as human beings of the oppressed becoming the oppressors. I I mean, I point out this isn't, you know, I point out uh, in, in scripture, we see those things like in, in the Bible where who used to be marginalized, then become oppressors themselves. We see it in church history. uh, Protestants who were put to death at the hands of Catholics took only 10 years to then put to death Anabaptists. Of course. Yeah. They just, Um, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's really going to happen. I think, I think the fear that insecure white people, mainly conservatives, have, is kind of unfounded. Like I think I think black people and queer people or brown people are just—they're working hard to carve out their space. I don't right. think they have any interest to colonize. To then turn around and colonize others—that's right. pretty much historically been kind of a white guy thing. Yes,
1: <clears throat> exactly. That and that, yeah. It I really mean, does. other
0: yes, other tribes have conquered and and colonized, sure, and sure, but, sure. but but white people like do it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, way more. Way it's more just
1: uh, I don't know if you've ever seen. Uh, there's an excellent clip. Um, from, I think it's from a documentary, but uh, there's a woman named Jane Elliot who's just fierce. She's a white woman, but uh, if you've ever you may have seen, she actually did some experiments when she was a school teacher. She would go into classes. And create artificial uh, tribalism between kids with blue eyes and kids with brown eyes, uh-huh. and say blue eyes are better. People with blue eyes are smarter and kinder and and more intelligent, and people with brown eyes are. And they just suddenly have the whole shit. Everything shifted by just by that arbitrary thing. And then there's another mm-hmm. clip of her standing in a room, f- like lecturing to a room full of white people, and she says, "If you as a white person." Uh, would like to be treated the way black people are treated in this society today, stand up. No one stands up.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And she goes, okay, the fact that no one is standing up tells me something. Mm -hmm. You as a white person, you know, the way black people are treated and you know, you don't want to be treated that way yourself, Mm -hmm. but it's, but you, you're okay with that. Like you, you're you're doing nothing to change the way black people are treated in this society. So number one, you know, it don't pretend you don't, because you wouldn't want to be treated that, that way yourself, but you're not really doing anything to call attention to it or to speak up about it. And mm-hmm. that's really what needs to change. Right.
0: Mm. Yeah. She's- Who is this lady?
1: Her name is Jane Elliott. Um, there's a wonderful clip actually um, on Facebook. Uh, several mm. people have shared it, but it's on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, she was amazing. Yeah. Just pretty cool. And so, you know, I, I hope this is the thing too. I think to kind of bring it back around a little bit. This is why I have never understood how someone can call themselves a Christian and not understand what we're talking about that the Gospel is for everyone that god god's love is for everyone that it doesn't make any sense to divide ourselves about over race or gender or any any of these things it doesn't it's not. A Christ-like thing. It's not in line with anything to do with Christ. Uh, and, and again, the other thing about this too, I don't know if I, I may have said this before in a previous episode. So forgive me. I'm an old man. I forget what I say. But uh, but in this case, it's relevant too uh, in in this conversation. So many times when I hear Christians expressing like outrage about something, right, or or a very strong opinion about something, immigration or some you know something racial, or whatever like that. I always want to say to them, can you, as a Christian, you know, can you show me where Jesus said something that informs that belief or that opinion? Like, Mm. so you're a Christian. Okay. And you just express this opinion. So where, where do you get that from Jesus? Where does Jesus say that? Right. And of course there isn't anything. In fact, if you went looking for it, what you would find is probably two or three places where Jesus said the exact opposite of what you're saying. And then we just completely missed this. Like it's it's so far off. I, I posted something the other day on Facebook about how I had this realization. Like, you know, I used to complain that uh, American Christians, they don't really follow Jesus. They kind of ignore Jesus. And they really follow Paul way more than they follow Jesus. But then I realized, no, they don't follow Paul either. Because Paul was like a universalist. Like all of the universalists, most of the universalists, texts are from Paul and they reject that completely. They wouldn't, they don't want to hear it. Right. Um, So there's plenty of things, even that Paul is, is like in favor of that. They're not. So it's like, well, they're not following Paul either. There's almost nothing that most evangelical American Christians say they're about and care about. And, and uh, what they're, when they do talk about what they're for, most of that isn't based on Jesus or Paul. It's, it's completely
0: Almost arbitrary. I've noticed none of the things they care about. They mention Jesus in passing. They say the word God. Right. Which, uh, as an aside, I believe is how you take God's name in vain. Right. Um, It's not saying God damn it or Jesus Christ. Nope. Um, I think it's what they're doing. But everything else is just part of a right-wing political party.
1: Exactly. It's way more political. It's
0: not – yeah, it has very little, if anything, to do with – the christianity i knew growing up which was evangelicalism but now it's just it's it's matt walsh what is a woman it's ben shapiro right. talking really fast and i know he's not a christian he's a jew but um it's tucker carlson with conspiracy theories it's marjorie taylor green yelling bullshit and being stupid um, but that's, but using the name of jesus and using and, the and, name and, of jesus, and, the, and the name of christian right and that's i would say it yeah. seems about 30% of the country
1: Exactly right, and this is again the, the danger. No, this is the danger too of how it's because I mean, uh, there is this rising, growing movement that scares the crap out of me. Um, that is more and more this. It looks way more like a the- theocracy mm-hmm. of of some kind of white Christian nationalism, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look anything like Jesus. It doesn't look anything like Paul. It doesn't look anything like I'm going to say historic Christianity because it's not tied to Christianity in any way. Not it's still really. way more, like you said. We'll we'll drop in God. We'll drop in Jesus. We'll name drop God and Jesus, but it has nothing to do. They you know, and even if they do quote a scripture, they mangle it. They totally misapply it. What's right. the one where uh, Ron DeSantis is using a verse? He's using the verse about spiritual warfare, right? About putting on the armor of God. But then uh, he's using it then to, in his speech to talk about resisting Nancy Pelosi. And, <laughs> and it's like, it's so jacked uh, up, man. And people hasn't, cheer. He hasn't read people my treatment of that. They're like, yeah, people cheer and they love it. And they're like, oh yeah, woo. <laughs> like, uh No. Man, no. this is scary. The, the
0: mod yeah, the modern evangelical white Christian uses Jesus and God kinda like how white people use salt in food. Like they don't season it properly. Like <laughs> right? it's just like. Yeah, no, we just put a bunch in there. You gotta put a bunch in there. You gotta cook like, you know, an indigenous or black or you know, you gotta you gotta put some seasoning in there. That's I, right. Yeah. I am reminded of December when she was talking about that. Yeah. Uh um, oh yeah. Yeah, this is this is a wacky uh a wacky political movement. I don't even want to call it a religion because it's. I mean, it is. It's religious and cultish in a way. Well, it's
1: scary, though. Yeah, it's. It's. It looks like. I feel like we're witnessing the birth of a new. A new religion. It's a. It's a. A new, very frightening.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, sect of Christianity that it's against, its own yeah, thing.
0: If you're against them, you're against God. As if. As if, like, God just everyone got it wrong. Until the modern white ring, right-wing Republican came along and was like, this is what God is like. Right. He happens to hate, he happens to, let me reemphasize, he happens he, to hate all the people I hate. It's amazing. Oh, no,
1: that's exactly what it is. And actually, the scary thing, here's what really scares me about what we're talking about, like, um, this almost like QAnon level of 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 political like there are churches literally churches mostly in the south um and you can find some of them on youtube or you know that it's a it's a it's a maga church every sermon every sunday is against the demon nancy pelosi or hillary or obama or biden
0: demon rats
1: yeah and 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 that's the sermon like the sermon it's all about trump he's the hero, he's the savior, he's the Messiah. I'm not making this up, by the way. I have seen clips of some of these rallies. I don't think their church is doing this yet, but it won't be long before they start doing this. Uh, I, I'm going to predict. But there have been rallies, some of these sort of like political Trump, uh, QAnon kind of rallies, where they will do an altar call. And people will come forward, and I'm not kidding you, they will be baptized to show their loyalty to Trump.
0: Whoa. That
1: scares the shit out of me, man.
0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Trumper. And
1: the Holy Trump. Uh, um, I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? This is really kind of terrifying to me because you're you're basically rebranding Christianity into this hyper political thing. Mike. Where, uh, man, it's it's scary. And and again, this is the kind of thing. That will eventually lead us to it. Don't make no mistake. Those people, what they want is political power. So that once they get it, they will pass laws and they will enforce laws. We will become a theocracy. You will. You and I, Matt. Seriously, you and I, Matt. If those people had their way, if they were in power, we would be arrested for heresy and you know burned at the stake or shot or hung or killed like or put in jail. Like that's the level. That's where this could go. I don't want to say that it can't go there. I just watched a movie the other night about um true story about uh, in Iran this guy was a serial killer, killed 16 women who were prostitutes. And when he when they finally caught him and arrested him, by the way the police didn't do it. It was a journalist, a woman, a journalist who caught him. The cops were had no interest in stopping him. Cuz in their minds, again it's a theocracy, they 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 have this radicalized, you know, uh version of Islam where mm-hmm. God's will is that these women they're, they're, they're not worthy to live because they're selling their bodies. So he was doing God's work. They literally said he was doing God's work and he nearly got off, uh, because of that. And so I'm watching this movie and I'm like, that could, we could get there. We yeah. could reach the point where sure. people are using the Bible and especially the old Testament. And they're going to, they are already making it illegal to have an abortion. They're making it illegal, you know, to, to, to have an opinion that doesn't line up with theirs. And at some point they could enforce it with jail or with the death penalty, right? It's, I don't. It's happened before, guys. It could happen again.
0: Yeah, my wife the other day said we're we're going to end up with a dictator in charge, and I said, and we're going to see how it happens. Yes, because we always say, how could Hitler happen? How could we're living we're, through it? We're, you're going to see how it happens. You're going to see a population. Be- turn to right-wing fascistic dictatorial yep. autocrats and you're yep. seeing it happen in real real time where you're not just reading in a book how could the christians have sided with hitler and you know you had to have some christians like bonhoeffer and bart you know be on the other side right um well i think i think we're we're seeing it and christians are lining up with fascistic dictatorial just because a lot of them think one way that's proof and evidence that they're right. Right. I hear it all the time, like, well, even about the election fraud, you know, well, we have a lot of people who still have questions and we have a lot of people who need to get to the truth and, and, and they're concerned. A lot of people, a lot of people being concerned is not evidence of anything. That's right. Um, the, the, the pump was primed that if Trump lost the election, it was stolen from him. Oh yeah. So no matter advance, what happened, no matter what happened, they were yeah. going to say that That's they right. were going to find their evidence just like Trump was going to find the votes in Georgia. Right. It this this was playing out before it happened. And so when it happened, that was evidence. It's kinda like this confirmation bias, uh, you know, infinite loop, you know, uh <laughs> on repeat and and here we go. Like I, I've said it before and, and I'm not saying we're gonna end up with a hollow I'm not saying it has to happen. No. But we very much look like late thirties Germany.
1: It's yes. It is scary, man. It really mid- is mid to I- late
0: thirties Germany.
1: Yeah. And and not, not that we want this podcast to be, I I don't want this to turn into like some kind of fear mongering and oh my gosh, you know, but, but it's enough to say at least to keep your eyes open because, because again, it has happened before and we look like we're on that path. Like you said, we're, we're we're in a very similar, like Wendy and I just watched the documentary, excellent documentary, right about the U S and the Holocaust, uh, Ken Burns documentary. And man, there are so many parallels. I'm like, dude, this is—you could watch. We were watching the documentary, and I seriously, I would pause it and go, okay, that that guy right there, um, he looks like he's Ron DeSantis, and we'd watch them. Oh, that guy right there, he's Lindsey Graham, and we and pause it again. Okay, yeah, that guy right there, you know, he's Robert Jeffries. Like you could just—we have those figures today. They're Mm -hmm. saying and doing the same things that people were doing in America during the Holocaust and and in Nazi Germany, and. Man, yeah, we we could, if we're not careful, we could get there again.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not about like fear mongering at all. It's just, it's just about like being pra- practical and not having your head buried in the sand. Like, yeah, I'm not saying it's going to happen. We could turn the ship around, we can stop it, but I hope so. But, but we also might not. And it's just yes. real, it's just realism. Like, this is the path we're heading down. This is what tends to happen. History may not repeat itself, but it rhymes with itself. That's I right. I, I don't remember who said that. Was it Mark Twain? Yeah, it doesn't um, doesn't
1: always repeat, but it rhymes. Yeah,
0: right, right. So, you know, yeah, Hitler can happen again. I mean, yep. Hitler is always like the persona non grata, and in a way, he should be. But it's not like he's an anomaly throughout history,
1: right? And he and just again, had, he just
0: had bigger and more efficient weapons. I mean, uh, imagine the Roman Empire with his technology, or Genghis Khan. Like we've oh, had yeah. plenty of shitty, you know, horrible leaders.
1: Right, and again, the the way Hitler rose to power was he had the Christians, many of the Christian nationalists, on yep. his side. Um, yep. yep. So, yep. That's why Christian nationalism is historically a bad idea. Let's it's not a, go there. Don't it's do a that. bad
0: thing. Stop it. So, so, all you Christian nationalists who are listening, you can fuck.
1: I'm sure the there's out. so many. I bet there's lots of them who love this show.
0: Find a short <laughs> pier and take a long walk. <laughs> Well, on that happy, cheery note, yeah. um, I guess we'll see you next. We'll see you in two weeks.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Rate and review this show. I've noticed our ratings and reviews have gone up. We've got 40 some odd now on iTunes. If you are listening on iTunes, oh. please take a second here. Thank you. Rate and review the show. If you're on Spotify or something like that, I don't know if you can add rates and reviews there, but like it, share it. Do what you got to do to spread the word of Apostates Anonymous and, of course, Happy, Heretic Happy Hour and all the Choircast uh, podcasts. That's right. Messy Spirituality, Ideas Digest, This Is Not Church, and hopefully more to come in the near future.
1: Oh, yes. World domination, boys and girls. Here it comes.
0: Uh, bad boy wasn't built in a year. That's right. Or a day. That's my new quote.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks all for right. listening. This is. Uh, we'll see you next time.